welcome back to the pastoral advisory culturally incorrect material podcast i am your host john and i am excited to bring you episode number three and today we are going to be talking about butts in seats that's right you guys talking about butts in seats um, which ends up being a motive of most churches, um, although most of the time it is not necessarily intentional, um, but necessary um, because of the, the structure, because of the structure of the church. So um, I'm looking forward to sharing this with you guys, uh, hopefully getting some of your feedback. Uh, and let's, let's see what we can do to uh, remove the focus of butts and seats. All right, so let's begin. So I, I wanna kind of off the top, just kind of share like this is an, an often unknown agenda that the church or churches often have, and that is butts and seats, which basically means how many people can we get in the building and how many seats uh, can we fill up? Uh, and so what, what ends up happening is a lot of uh, churches, a lot of pastors will make uh, the invitation announcement, right? It's, uh, hey, bring your friends next week, uh, bring your family next week, you know, those type of announcements. And then, of course, you've got Christmas and Easter, the big ones, right? Now, you guys have probably all heard, you know, a pastor say at some point, um, you know, if people don't go to church regularly, Christmas and Easter will be the day that they come, so invite them, right? It ends up becoming kind of an overarching theme of the church is invite, invite, invite. How many people can we get here? You'll often hear, um, even around, you know, like small group studies or um, any conversation revolving around the church, um, you will often find that the subject of numbers comes up. Oh, we had two more people this week. Oh, I can't believe how many new people were here this week, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Because it has kind of been um, bred into the North American church system that numbers are important and that we should focus on numbers. But that is not what the Bible teaches. Uh, I believe we've already talked about that, right? The Bible teaches that God is responsible for the numbers, not us. We, we don't need to worry about the numbers. But because the butts and seat agenda ends up developing due to the structural elements of the current um, North American church, it has to be a focal point. Otherwise, there's no money coming in, right? And so what ends up happening is uh, the messages that are preached are tailored to attract people. Uh, the programs that are put in place are tailored to attract people. The events and the outreach programs are tailored to attract people. Um, and in the society that we live in today, how many of you know that truth is not very attractive? I, I would say it's probably one of the most unattractive things to the world, especially right now in this day and age. Right. And so if the goal of many churches are to get as many butts in the seats as possible, 
well, they're not going to be able to share very much biblical truth because that's not attractive. And so they have to make the service attractive, right? They, they have to, you know, make it pleasing, you know, whether they use, you know, fog or big worship bands or aesthetically pleasing lights, comfortable seats, you know, a beautiful building, et cetera, et cetera. They have to make it something attractive so people will come because if they do not come they will not give and if they will not give the church will collapse and that is because it is built on a business model it is not built on a biblical church model right um and really this is not unlike a business owner with an agenda driven by um, how many people buy their products or services. I think we might have mentioned this a little bit um, in a previous podcast. But most church leaders have agendas driven by how many people attend their church and give regularly, right? So as a result, uh, their church structure will be built to serve that agenda, right? And, and, and again, remember what I, I said over and over and over again in previous podcasts is the structure demands the outcome. Right. So if church leaders have an agenda that is driven by how many people attend the church and give regularly, what they do will be done in order to serve that agenda, not the gospel, not the truth, not the message, but to get people in the door. Uh, right. And so while businesses will have an obvious and intentional agenda revolving around attracting customers or clients, Many churches have an unintentional yet hidden agenda revolving around attack, attracting attendees who give and invite others really with the hopes of them to give, right? And, and so this, this is critical when we start thinking about you know, how churches are going to teach um, on, on sexuality, how are teachers going to teach about sin, how are they going to teach about forgiveness, how are they going to teach about the church? You know, how are they going to teach about what the Bible tells us about being children of God, right? How is this going to impact what the, the Bible teaches us about making disciples and teaching them to obey everything Jesus taught? Well, it is going to impact them significantly because we know historically and biblically that when the church follows and obeys the message of Jesus large numbers are rarely the result. And that just will not work in a church that is built upon a business model using a foundational structure that looks like a business. Now, some of you guys are thinking like, oh, that that really can't be true. Well, I actually spoke with uh, an acquaintance of mine um, I've known him for several years, and he was a senior pastor at a church of roughly 5,000 members. And I was talking to him uh, about this idea, and, and he said, John, do you want to know what my job description was as senior pastor of this church? And, and of course, I, I said, yeah. He said, my job description was to get butts in the seats and get them to give as much as they can. 
Guys, that is coming from the mouth of a senior pastor of an extremely large church. That was his job description. His job description wasn't preach the gospel, preach in truth. It wasn't, you know, teach a message so people learn to love God and love people. No, it was get as many people as you can in the seats and get them to give as much as you can. That was his job. Guys, that is evidence. That is evidence that the church is not focusing on the right things. And, and we wonder why our nation is falling apart. We're wondering why all these crazy things are happening. We're wondering, you know, how, how in the world, you know, you know, can these TikTok videos, Instagram videos, you know, Facebook, how, how can all of this be happening? Can it actually be real? How is this possible? And it's possible because the church is not able to preach the truth based on the structural system they are using right uh, and, and so there's lots of research that actually has been done about church economics and how churches work when it comes to money and stuff like that uh, and so um, there's a researcher out there uh, by the last name bird uh, and he has uh, done research on the economics of church and he found that those who attend church services on a regular basis tend to give a higher percentage of their income to charity, including their church, right? And, and so that explains why churches are willing to cater their message to get people to stay. They don't just want people to come in their door once they want to get them to stay because they will, you know, just by percentage-wise, give more um, than people who do not come on a regular basis. Right. And so although this is not an intentional result, the butts and seat agenda, what ends up happening is, is this agenda is then transferred to the body and affects how and why a church does certain things and not others. Um, almost everything the local church does revolves around getting people in the doors, getting them to stay and getting them to give financially. Right. And. And something that is really, really interesting and kind of ironic is we are talking about the church. We are talking about the body of Christ. And yet the Bible clearly teaches that when we focus on money, when money is the main thing, it is not good, right? First Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierce themselves with many griefs. And, and I would say there are thousands and thousands and thousands of churches all across America that have wandered from their faith because they are not teaching truth because they can't, because they need to get people in the doors, they need to get them to stay, and they need to get them to give. Now, please hear me. I am not saying we should not give to the church, right? The Bible is very clear that we should give to the church for ministry purposes. The church should be supporting missionaries. Uh, they should be supporting apostles who are going out into the world, starting new churches, starting new Christian communities. That is the responsibility of the church. We should be giving, right? Jesus teaches that principle, right? We should give out of our heart, not out of compulsion, right? Um, and, and I want to kind of speak on that a minute, right? Jesus says we should not give out of compulsion. 
And I have seen over and over again pastors almost giving a mini sermon on giving right before they pass the plate or call for collection, right? They, they use a lot of scripture verses that all talk about how we should give, right? That is using scripture to develop an emotional response by the congregation to give out of guilt. It might not be something they're doing intentionally, but that is what happens. We should not give under persuasion, right? We should give out of our heart what we can give and what we feel the Lord wanting us to give, right? And it should be for ministry purposes. And we're going to talk more in some other episodes about church finances, you know, where the Bible talks about um, where finances should be used, what the church is responsible for when it comes to uh, supporting missionaries and stuff like that. Because that is another area that I believe the church really needs to improve on is realizing how their money is actually meant to be used um, because a lot of them aren't using it in appropriate ways. Again, not because of the people. It's not the person's fault. It's not the pastor's fault. It is a result of the foundational structure being used. Be because their foundational structure demands a building, demands all of these other expenses that come with a building, right? It demands all of these other things when it comes to finances. So it's, it's nobody's fault directly, right? But we do have the responsibility to change how we handle finances within the church and what that money is actually used for. And we're not able to do that until we, you know, foundationally restructure the church and get back to uh, the biblical model, right? Um, and so this one was a little shorter today, guys. Um, but I wanted to share that with you because it's really, really important that we do not focus on how many people can come to church, how many people did we minister to, how many numbers, numbers, numbers. That, that's not what is important. What is important is that we do exactly what Jesus said and make disciples of all nations, baptize them, teach them to obey the commandments of Jesus. And when we do that, Acts 2, 42 through 46 is going to naturally develop and God will increase the numbers. If we want to see radical church revival, if we want to see the church explode, if we want to see this nation radically reformed, there is only one answer. And that answer is Jesus Christ. We have got to share the gospel we have got to make disciples. We have got to allow God to focus on the growth and we focus on doing what the Lord has called us to do. So thank you guys for watching. I'm looking forward to Radical Revival. Um, and next time we will be talking about uh, some other fantastic things. Um, and it's actually going to be who's the boss? Right. What does the structural elements of the current church do in relation to who's actually in charge at the church? Right. So I'm excited to go down that road on the next podcast. If you have any questions or would like to be on the show, uh, you can email me at be the at gmail.com. And I will do my best to get you on um, and we can have a discussion about these things. Um, yeah. So. Anyway, have a great rest of your day, 
and until next time.